Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Jinx. Yo, a Coke, even though I can't drink it. I can buy you a caffeine-free one. <laughs> Are those good? They taste like Coke. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sales, pues. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21, the one with the fake Monica. Oh, God, I love this episode. I do like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Um, let's start with our mental health check, which if you look at the notes, I put metal health check. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I read it back and I was like, son of a bitch. Well, with metal, I mean, I'm a little iron deficient, but, uh, other than, I'm just kidding. I mean, I am, but I was just trying to be funny. Um, uh, mental health wise, I'm doing all right. Uh, just been a little anxious, just over work stuff, but overall pretty good. How about you? I'm Okay. Also a little worried about the work stuff. Um, I just had my anniversary for work. Um, I've been at my company for three years now. Yay! But um, last year, I mean, I, I guess I got my bonus like after, but I haven't gotten a single email yet that I'm getting like a raise. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. oh, am I not getting a raise? And maybe it'll just be like at the end of the month. I checked and last year my boss sent it out on the 31st of March. But I feel like it should be sooner, but whatever. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm still getting a raise. Yes, everyone cross your fingers. Although by by this time, she should have already gotten the raise by the time that you're listening to this. Yeah. But but who knows? Hopefully you hear about <laughs> it next week. I know. But other than that, I'm I'm good. Work is work and I'm... Right now. Yeah. Tell I'm good. It. Work is definitely work. <laughs> um, but anyways, so let's begin, shall we? We shall. The episode starts with everyone at the girls' apartment, and they are discussing Monica's credit card statements. It turns out that someone has stolen her identity. Chandler says the woman is a nerd because she purchased a Wonder Mop, but Monica <laughs> admits that that was her purchase. Meanwhile, Marcel, Ross's monkey, is humping everything in sight. Uh, Rachel even makes a comment about how her curious George doll is no longer curious. Uh, if you were to ever steal someone's credit card number... Which, side note, don't do that. It's illegal. Um, <laughs> what would be your craziest purchase? Like, if, it, if you knew that it had no limit, what would you buy? Probably an airplane ticket somewhere. <laughs> like, if I knew no one was going to find out and if we're not in a pandemic and I can just fly internationally. Yeah, I'd fly somewhere that I haven't flown to specifically because I can't afford it. And it would be a first class because I have never experienced that in my life. And I kind of feel like I, I should at some point. <laughs> now, I've never stolen anybody's credit card. Was this ethical? Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I had an ex that I've spoken about in this podcast that was not the nicest person to me. And after we broke up, I realized that because he used my Prime account and because we used my Uber account... In a lot of shared accounts, he had put his credit card information on a lot of that shit. And while the super petty person in me 
really wanted to just make an outrageous purchase with his Amazon card. What I actually did is I just used his credit card to Uber me places like all over the all the time. Like if I wanted to go out and drink with my friends, I'd be like, yeah, like, yeah, we can take an Uber. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> but after it wasn't the very last time that we broke up because the very last time that we broke up, like I wanted nothing to do with a dude at all ever in my life. Like I was done, done. So it was the first time that we broke up and we ended up getting back together and he knew about it. So it wasn't like a big deal to him, I guess. <laughs> but I thought I was doing so much damage. Like I was like $40 Uber. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, but you know what was funny is he never actually mentioned it while it was happening. It was just kind of like an afterthought. Like later when we got back together. He knew he was fucked up. So he yeah, I mean, let you have it. <laughs> if he had noticed, which I don't even know if he did notice or not. But if he had noticed, I figured that if he really didn't want me to be doing that, he would just cancel his card or you know claim that there were fraudulent charges or whatever but he never did that and he never addressed it with me while it was happening so I didn't feel bad it, it was like a little compensation for all the suffering <laughs> you're like one of those commercials if this man has ever made you suffer yeah here's his fucking credit card number man I should have made those Amazon purchases that would have been hilarious but yeah that's that's the extent of what I've done. And then also what I would buy if for some reason I lose all my morals and I use a stolen credit card. But I don't think that that will happen. But <laughs> what would you purchase? What would your cra craziest purchase be if you ever stole someone's? So I don't like to fly, but that sounded good. Like going somewhere. Victor has been talking about how he wants to go to Bora Bora for our... Um, honeymoon honeymoon yeah and i'm just like bro that's a 16 hour flight no oh, thanks <laughs> so that kind of sounds intriguing for sure like yeah let's do it but um i would probably honestly buy myself like the latest phone and like my fucking truck that i want <laughs> Ooh, nice can you get this on a credit card though i don't know maybe yeah, maybe. Well, because, like, it's not like they check if it's a debit or credit. Oh, I guess you're right. So I don't know. But if I could, I would. If it was an option, I soups would. <sighs> well, anyway, after the credits, <laughs> pun intended, we see <laughs> that Monica is obsessing over all the purchases that this woman has made with her credit card, stating that this woman was living her life and doing it better than she is. She starts pointing out all the purchases that the woman has made that include tickets to plays, shopping at expensive stores, art supplies, horseback riding in the park. And Rachel comments that she's not an artist, so Monica doesn't need art supplies. Monica then states how this woman has everything she wants except for Monica's mother. <laughs> <laughs> So if money wasn't a factor in your decision making, what would you take up as a hobby? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't because I, I mean, I like swimming, but what am I going to do? Get a membership to a gym so I can go use the pool? No, you buy a house that has a pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, I forgot that we did say money wasn't a factor. In my mind, we were still using a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not even on, on plastic anymore. It's just not a factor. <laughs> Ooh, cash. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably buy myself a house with a pool because I do love swimming. And then I would buy myself some really awesome speakers and an awesome stereo system, which I don't even know if those things exist anymore because now there's like sound bars with, you know, Bluetooth that connects to your iPhone. Yeah. But I would 
be dancing all day. So definitely, maybe I would own a dance studio or like a bar. If I could own a bar, that would be so badass. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, I think that's, well, that's more like a job, not a hobby. But swimming, swimming is a hobby. (laughs) But I mean, you could still make money out of your hobby. Like if it's something that you enjoy doing, I would still consider that a hobby. Well then, bar owner it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do? Um, I think for me, a couple of things. So if money wasn't a factor at all in this decision, I would hire a personal instructor to reteach me how to belly dance correctly uh, (laughs) and have like a nice little studio and just have all the costumes that I want, like all the outfits. I have a couple, but I mean, I would have them in all kinds of colors and textures and whatnot. And then also I would like to hire a someone to teach me more about cooking healthy things that also taste good because I (laughs) I think I'm pretty good at it but also because money is a factor right now um I I could teach myself it's it's whatever but I would much rather learn from somebody else and then also if I could have someone that's cleaning the mess that I'm making (laughs) while I'm cooking that would be chef's kiss I would love that um so yeah I think cooking and then baking or like not even even if I couldn't find an instructor or even someone to clean up after me, if money wasn't a factor and I just wanted to cook for a hobby or bake for a hobby, I would get myself one of the, them industrial kitchens. So I could just go in there and just cook to my heart's desire without bumping into anybody or <laughs> worrying about washing the dishes right away. Um, although I should probably do that there as well. I'm already thinking like it's already happening. Anyway. <laughs> those are the things that i would do hobby wise cooking huh i hate cooking, cooking. Dancing. and it's not that i hate because i hate the cleaning too but i hate cooking so like i don't know i love eating my own food yeah you do if i really could hire someone to teach them how to do my <laughs> recipe and they can cook and clean for me that would be amazing yeah oh, um yeah but anyways in the next scene joey and chandler are in the coffee shop and chandler's helping joey pick out a stage name something strong and not so ethnic chandler then uh starts teasing him and is making up some weird names when chandler recommends stalin as the last name as in joseph stalin joey likes the sound of it and chandler just chuckles softly to himself if you had to pick a stage name what would it be Oh man, this is so silly, but I actually been kind of digging it lately. And I'm just going to tell you the context just because why not? Uh, we play Dungeons and Dragons or Dandy. And uh-huh. uh, you nerd. We have to, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to make up character names from time to time. And for a while, I've been using the same character because we've been playing kind of a long campaign. And her name is my name backwards. So instead of Laura Angie, it's, so it's Angie backwards and then Laura backwards. So it's Igna Arul. <laughs> and I don't know about the Arul part or Arul, but I, I kind of really like Igna. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> Something Igna or Igna something um, I would get. Um, Scarlet something I also like, but I think I'm I'm not sure that I'm Caucasian enough to pull Scarlet. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I really like Igna. I think it's really unique and, uh, you know, exotic sounding or whatever. <laughs> what about you? What, what would your stage room be? So... I have an alter ego and very few people have met her, (laughs) but I usually go by Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) So I would just probably be like Jennifer Hart or something. Oh, I like that. Super cheesy. No, I really like it. (laughs) 
I can picture like in, in like really <laughs> cute romantic type looking outfits. <laughs> right? She's the next Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and then we can have the next friends. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there. Well, we're kind of there with our little friends group that we have. I know. There's three boys, it's three girls. Super cute. I actually really like it. I was thinking about that the other day. It's and we <laughs> we all I think have pretty varied personalities, so I I think it makes for a really fun time. I would say you are totally Phoebe. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> would agree. With <laughs> I grew up wanting to be Rachel, but I grew into a Phoebe personality <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, but anyway. Yes, uh, moving on. <laughs> Later that day, we're back in the girls' apartment, and Monica is on the phone with someone. Rachel and Phoebe overhear her and ask what she's up to, and she tells them that she's going to dance class. Rachel is concerned and asks her if she is really going to go and dance with the woman who stole her credit card. And Monica just says that woman is living her life, and she should go get to see who she is. If someone stole your credit card and all of their purchases sounded fun... Would you want to meet them? See if you could vibe with them? (laughs) (laughs) If they were more fun than me, I doubt we would vibe. (laughs) So no, I wouldn't. I don't think I would want to meet them. I think I would want to like if it was something that they were doing that really interested me and I just didn't do it because in my mind, I was being responsible with my money and that's what was holding me back. I think I would start doing it, but I wouldn't want to meet them at all. Would you want to meet them? Not necessarily meet them, uh, but I probably would do something crazy like Monica did, which is go look at her, uh, just see what she looks like and and just kind of see her demeanor because uh, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I find it fascinating when people do outrageous or immoral things or just plain rude things. And, and I like to see how people like that go about their day-to-day life. Kind of like if, if someone's cheating on you, and I think we talked about this in the last episode, how they just, to your face, they're just like, oh, you're the love of my life. Like, oh, I can't live without you. But then they go and do something stupid like that. I don't know mm-hmm. why I think it's interesting to see people that are doing shady things be normal and even be charming in their everyday life, which this chick turned out to be like super charming, uh, which is, yeah, again, fascinating. So I just want to be... I would just be curious and I would just go maybe look at what they look like and how they just carry themselves around other people. But I would not want to meet them and hang out with them. Like, no, I'd be super mad at them because I work hard for that money. (laughs) Although I do have to agree with you that I would want to see if my boyfriend was cheating, like if somebody was cheating. If I had a friend that was like, hey, let's go. I think my man's cheating and we went and spied. But we weren't going to interact. Yeah. I think I would so be down. Um, because I, hell yeah, but I, <laughs> but I had so much, not fun. I wouldn't say it was fun because it was devastating when I found out. But it was so like, ooh, I'm a spy going through my ex's phone. Yeah, you're like an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, to see what the fuck they were doing that they weren't supposed to be doing while I'm over here being faithful and shit. Rude as fuck. Um, yeah, what the hell? Like, if we're both going to, like, if you're going to cheat, can we both cheat? Like, tell me so that we're both doing it. (laughs) And I'm not the one looking like a fucking idiot. Let's both cheat. Let's call it an open relationship. And you do you and I'll do me and we'll just come home to each other at the end of the night. (laughs) For me, it's like, if if someone's cheating, it's like, all right. Like, and and I confront you about it and I know that you're lying because I, by the time that I ask you about it, it's because I already know. And I just want to know what your reaction is going to be to me asking. But for me, it's not necessarily that I also want to cheat. But I, I want you to 
man, that's going to make me sound so crazy to just not have a stable home while you're doing that. I want to make you go as crazy as I feel every time that you leave the door. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking psychopath. (laughs) They deserve it. I'm sorry. I do not have any sympathy for chronic cheaters. Like if if it was just a slip up, a one night stand circumstances matters, like someone was drunk or whatever, that still fucking sucks. But if you're just doing it, like if you have a whole ass relationship with somebody else and then you're coming home to me and telling me that you love me and I'm the love of your life. No, I'm sorry. You do not deserve to have peace in your home because I don't have peace in our home anymore. So we're both going to go down. That's (laughs) true. There's a hole in the boat and I'm about to make it bigger. (laughs) Let's drown together, bitch. No, we both don't fit on this fucking door. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Jack. my god. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Phoebe and Rachel end up going with Monica to the dance class and end up participating because you dance a dance class. <laughs> uh, Monica has two left feet. Phoebe is dancing like a hippie and Rachel seems to be very coordinated. Which one do you think you would be if you had to learn how to tap dance? Okay, so I already know this one because I actually did have to try to learn how to tap dance (laughs) in theater uh, because we were doing a musical. And I was a combination of Phoebe being a weird hippie and just adding random movements to the dance. And then Monica having two left feet and being completely uncoordinated. (laughs) So it looked divine. I did not make it into the musical. Uh, (laughs) Needless (laughs) needless to say. say, Which was such a bummer because you know what? My singing audition went great and my acting audition went great. But my dancing one, I couldn't even make it to just be an extra in the way, way background. So, oh, no. To tell you so. <laughs> but I'm curious who you think you would be. Oh, I would totally be Monica. So I can dance like cumbias and I can, you know, two step to some hip hop and whatever. But for coordinated like routines, I don't think so. M- my daughter tried to teach me one of those TikTok dances, and I was like, "Honey, Aww. you realize I'm like 34, right? Like this isn't gonna work." <laughs> and she was just like, ah, "Okay," and gave up and walked away. But yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> just no cheesy moves like Phoebe. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if I'm being silly. Then yes, I will dance like a hippie like phoebe definitely never ever going to reach rachel level. yeah man, that was next level <laughs> and she, the way she made it look so like, simple to like well you just tap when they tap or whatever like excuse me <laughs> <sighs> like yeah sure <laughs> but while their girls are at the dance class the dance instructor tells them to pair up phoebe picks rachel leaving monica to pair up with big monica she starts to introduce herself but ends up saying that her name is monana because she started introducing herself as Monic, <laughs> so then she just changed it to Monana. Would you have ever introduced yourself as your real self or made up a fake name? I probably would have. I want to say I would introduce myself, but it's such a weird situation knowing that someone is stealing your identity that I probably would have made up a fake name. Yeah. What do you? What would you have done? Um, I'm kind of in the same page as you, but I probably would just give them my middle name uh, as is now. People know me as different names. Like some people know me as Laura and some people know me as Angie. And then some people straight up do call me Lorangi, uh, which is <laughs> fine. I don't, I don't mind that. But I don't know 
Because you said you you'd be weird if or it'd be weird if you said your real name since they're using your credit card. I don't think that if I don't know if everyone would go and meet this person. So I want to say that maybe they wouldn't even question it if your name was the same as theirs. Like they their first thought probably wouldn't be, oh, shit, this is the bitch I'm stealing from. Because what crazy bitches besides us and Monica would actually go and look at this person? <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, yeah, that seems crazy. But I probably would use Angie or Angelica. <laughs> That's funny though, because my like on all of my stuff, my name is Alexandra. Like anything legal, mm-hmm. uh, obviously my credit cards, uh, IDs, and everything. Every well, obviously my ID, but like everything else is Alexandra. But everybody in my life knows me as jasmine so yeah i guess i would just be like oh yeah hi i'm jasmine because that's how i would normally introduce myself yeah. anyways and because she would be using yeah she'd be name. using your legal name yeah so yeah i guess i technically wouldn't have to make up a fake name or i would have just used jennifer <laughs> which by the way just side note semi-related i freaking love having a middle name and just having the option to just like you know what no to this group of people that I'm introducing myself to, I'm going to be Angie. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really dig that. Anyway. My my family on that same uh, topic, my family on my mom's side has always known me by Jasmine. And my family on my dad's side has always known me by Alex. So when I introduced Victor to my dad's side of the family, he was like, who's Alex? <laughs> like, why are they calling you Alex? And I'm like, yeah, babe. Hello. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forget that your first name is Alex or Alexandra. And so he has made it very clear that he dislikes the name Alex. <laughs> like he would rather them call me Alexandra because like dude sounds like a boy's oh name. God. Yeah, he would say that. And I'm like, hey, but I'm like a bro. So <laughs> who cares if you think it's a boy name? I also think Alex is a very <laughs> like what is it called unisex name. I I've met several women Alexes, although that might just be also a like a Spanish thing. Like, there's a lot of Spanish Alexes that are girls. Like Alejandras or Alexandras. Alexandria. We'll see, and the Alejandras that I know have always been Ale. Uh, it's never Alex. It's always Ale. So, and it's never been me because my name has the oh, X. Yeah, that's right. So I'm always Alex. Or Alex. Mi mamá decía Alex. Alex. But anyways, uh, in the next scene, <laughs> the, the boys are at the coffee shop and Ross is clearly upset. He had taken Marcel to the vet and they informed Ross that Marcel's humping is not a phase, that he has reached sexual maturity and he will need to be given up. After that, the boys are discussing how much it sucks that Ross has to give up Marcel. And then Joey asks if there isn't anything Ross can do to keep him. And Ross tells them that Marcel needs to be in a place where he can get easy access to some monkey loving because otherwise he'll get aggressive or whatever. And then Ross states that he has to get him to a, into a zoo. Just then the girls walk in and tell the guys that they found fake Monica. And Joey asks if they call the cops. Rachel responds saying that they took her to lunch. Ross reminds Monica that this woman is stealing from her. And Monica just says that she's an amazing woman once you get to know her. If you found the person who stole your credit card and they turned out to be awesome, would you report them? Absolutely, I would. Um, and and here's, <laughs> here's my whole deal with this. Maybe if I was in my early, early 20s and I had not lived through the experiences that I lived through that taught me these lessons, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would give this person the benefit of the doubt. And I do actually do give people the benefit of the doubt a lot of the times already. But when it comes to something like this... And especially if I'm just basing me reporting them or not 
on just meeting them one day. Yeah, I would still report them. Um, I went out with a freaking narcissist sociopath that made up a whole personality before we started dating. And I, and I fell for that shit. And then he turned out to be an asshole. So I do know that people that may seem awesome, uh, you know, on, on a, just a first and last name basis and hanging out with them a day or two can still be assholes. People are really good at hiding who they are. Plus, stealing somebody's credit card, you don't know their financial situation. So you don't know if you're literally taking food from them or clothes from their children or whatever. This woman had no idea what Monica did or didn't do, you know? So I think that that already is a super not awesome thing to do. So even if I had a good time with them, for whatever reason, if I did decide to hang out with them, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would still report them. It, it would I definitely would probably make me feel kind of bad if I, if I did enjoy myself. <laughs> But at the end of the day, <laughs> they still stole my credit card. So, yeah, I, I would report them. What do you think? I would probably report them. I honestly don't think I would have hung out with them. Being who I am, um, I would have found out who they were and then reported them. Yeah. And just like, hey, this is where you can find this bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't care how awesome you are like okay so we find out in the next episode that monica's 26 yeah so okay fine she's still young and whatever and she doesn't have kids and we know she's not married and whatever but i don't think she's like she's not well off yeah exactly that's exactly what the word i was looking for so i would definitely report them because i know my personal situation and i do have kids and in my 20s i had kids and so hell yeah i would have been like excuse me um right here this lady to my left thanks take her in yeah <laughs> i will hold her down for you yeah i'm not even sure if that works like that no i'm but... sure it doesn't but i would probably yeah. anyways <laughs> i mean it works like that in Keep tv there. but <laughs> but yeah no i i agree with you and when i say that like back in my 20s i probably would have hesitated i don't i don't mean because my financial situation was so much better i just mean because i was so much more stupid but anyway moving on so the next day, Monana and fake Monica are telling Rachel about the fun time they had getting kicked out of a hotel, and Rachel is impressed by Monana. Uh, she then leaves for work. Fake Monica talks, tells Monica, so Monana, <laughs> that they're going to audition for cats. <laughs> Monica tell, tells fake Monica that she can't do that. She's not that type of a person. So then fake Monica starts to explain how she, once she saw the movie The Dead Poet Society and how she hated it and nothing was scarier than realizing she wasted two hours of her life watching that movie. Then that took away the fear of doing other things. Uh, what is the worst movie you have seen that you wish you could get those hours back? <laughs> Titanic. Honestly. Well, wait, hold on. What? Rewind. The Dead Poet Society <laughs> is a bomb-ass fucking movie. It is one of my favorite movies. I fucking love it. Robin Williams is amazing <laughs> in this movie. Dead Poet Society, 100 rocks. <laughs> now. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> God damn it. So I was in fifth or sixth grade when this movie came mm -hmm. out. And when I saw it, I had not seen the preview to it. We had gone to the movies, my mom and my stepdad and I. And... There was a poster, but the poster was of the ship. It wasn't with uh, Rose and Jack. It was just the Titanic. So I thought it was a documentary. Oh. So I really wanted to watch it because when I was in elementary school, I was obsessed with two things, Egypt and the Titanic. Well, and learning French, so three things. <laughs> but the Titanic was on my like top three of things that I was super interested in. I would read all sorts of books about the Titanic and how it went down. And I mean, I knew every 
everything about the Titanic. So I thought it was a documentary. So when they took me to watch the movie and it ended up being this stupid love story where I ended up having to close my eyes because they were having sex in a car, which, yeah, it's like, bro, this is what we came to see. This is fucking sucks. Great. Thanks. So I hated it when it first came out. I hated it. And I hated the stupid song even more. So it was like a whole thing where the soundtrack sucked and the stupid movie sucked and it wasn't a documentary and I hate that stupid movie. What's yours? <laughs> okay, before I tell you mine, I have to just say about the song, my heart will go on. <laughs> that so I actually I didn't mind the movie. I didn't I but I didn't think it was a documentary. I knew that it was a love story. And and I didn't watch Whatever. it. <laughs> I didn't watch out the movies. My dad actually bought the VHS tapes. And I don't know if your oh parents my God. ever had them, but the movie was so long that it was two of them. It didn't mm-hmm. fit into one. <laughs> Meet Joe Black too. <laughs> and so I I watched the movie. I really liked it. I most of the time I only watched the second half when this the ship is sinking. But I did like the song. I like the song so much that for some reason, one of the memories that is just the freshest in my mind is I was at my mom's friend's house and my mom and her friend had gone out to like go get a drink. But I was left with the friend's teenage daughter. She must have been like 18 and I was, shit, I don't even know at this point, like eight or nine maybe (laughs) and she was listening to music I want to say it was like 90s grunge that she was listening to and then she was switching between stations because Mm -hmm. her song ended or whatever you know commercials or whatever (laughs) because that's what you do that's what you do in the 90s (laughs) and she was switching between stations and she she landed on a station that was playing my heart will go on and I was like so oh I loved it but she played it for like I want to say like five seconds and then she switched it because she didn't want to listen to that but she hovered on it for a while (laughs) to where I thought she was gonna stay on that station and when she (laughs) turned the knob to switch stations and I realized what she was doing I wasn't facing her but I turned around and to this day I can feel the rage of the mad dog that I gave this girl (laughs) for switching the song and I know she felt it too because immediately she put this song back on (laughs) Oh and I God. think of that moment and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the girl with on the next radio station and you made her go back. Yeah. <laughs> to my I heart will go made on. Made her go back. I, I love that shit. <laughs> but back to the original question. So I am someone who thinks that, especially when it comes to movies or uh, things that you experience or are supposed to be like entertaining, unless they gave you some kind of harm or trauma, um, I don't really consider any of them like a waste of time uh, just because if anything, I can make fun of the movie. And I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of the movie The Room. Not the movie Room, but the movie The Room. It's a ridiculous movie. It is one of the worst movies <laughs> When it comes to dialogue, um, the actors in it, like the sets, uh, and just to give you an idea, the main actor was also the guy that wrote the movie and the director and the producer. And this movie is so well known as such a terrible movie that I want to say James Franco and Seth Rogen made a parody of the movie. (laughs) 
um, but anyway, that is one of the worst movies ever. But I fucking enjoy that movie because it's so terrible that it's funny. And I actually would recommend watching it. There's a couple. So there's a sex scene where you're looking at them and the way that they're positioned, like there's no way that sh- like he's fucking her where he's supposed to. Like, like his penis is probably going into her belly button, if that were correct. And then another ridiculous thing that they do is they recycle the same sex scene twice. They just change up the music. But it's like the same exact sex scene between the same people, but it's supposed to be at a, at a later time. That's how ridiculous and low budget this movie is. But if I had to choose... Like a movie that, yeah, okay, this is, even making fun of this, is it's, it's, it's dreadful. It's Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. It's exactly what it sounds like. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I rented it from Redbox. I've heard of it. Did not watch it because it, it looks stupid. It is so stupid. It is so stupid. And it's so stupid because it tries to be smart. <laughs> and how dare you? I love zombie movies, but that one just... I couldn't recover from that one. I've even watched a movie that was three things. A musical, a Christmas movie, and a zombie movie. And that shit was executed perfectionist. Like, it was perfection. But this other Pipe Punchers and Zombies? Sorry. No. Not my thing. So (laughs) if I had to choose one, it will be that. Okay. So wait. I have another one. Because, like, growing up, I heard that Rosemary's Baby was, like, the scariest fucking movie on the planet right and victor and i decided we're gonna rent it we ended up purchasing the stupid movie called my mom like mom rosemary's baby what do you think about it and she was like oh my god scary movie you know blah 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 traumatize me for life xyz watch the fucking movie the whole time we're waiting for something scary to happen it was more suspenseful than anything where you're just waiting for something to happen, but nothing actually happens. <laughs> the movie was such a fucking dud. Oh, no. I hope it never gets remade. I am so sorry to anybody who likes it. With the technology that we have today with movies, scary movies particularly, this movie was such shit. And that probably <laughs> has something to do with it, too. Because I think we're so used to like different types of scares now that it's... Mm-hmm. It's probably boring to an extent, which is not to say that you you need like super high tech uh, things to make a movie <laughs> scary because I got really scared with the It movie from the 80s. But I think it does definitely take a certain amount of insight to... I mean, The Exorcist will forever yes, haunt me. Oh my me. goodness. The Exorcist was so fucking so, scary. So yeah, and that was made way back. But yeah, no. The Rosemary's Baby was not... It wasn't it. I've no, never seen it. It wasn't. And now I own it. It's on my Voodoo if you want <laughs> no, to borrow I my, think I'm good. my login. <laughs> I think... Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I'm going to take back my pretentious answer and say that there are probably a lot of scary movies that did let me down and that I wish I could just not have seen because I don't like mediocre movies, but I think that there's something even worse about a scary movie that didn't deliver. Like if you're expecting to be scared, because obviously if you're watching a scary movie, it's because you're looking for some type of adrenaline rush. And if you don't get that, yeah, that that is super shitty. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't like scary movies, but I will watch them. And so with Rosemary's Baby, I was like on the edge of my seat, like waiting for something to happen. And then when the movie was over, I was like, that's Man, it. That it, didn't scare it me at all. It kind of sounds like, you know, when you're using a, vib- a vibrator and then the batteries run out. Oh, right the battery dies. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that is worse. When you're like right there, you're about to climax and just fucking yeah, dies. I agree. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. 
Oh man. <laughs> that sucks. Wait, I have I have another I'm gonna go off on another tangent. <laughs> so when um my mom was little, she watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and she said it was super scary. I watched her version and it wasn't that scary. But we had gone to see the remake and we were in the theater. And you know how now most theaters have like two stairways so that you can get out this movie theater that we were in only had one stairway and there were people in the same aisle the theater the theater wasn't packed but there were people in the same aisle as us and so I didn't want to get in front of them so I told my mom like hey there's no one in the row in front of us there were two girls but they were off to like Uh the left and so they weren't directly in front of us so I told my mom like I'm just gonna jump the seat and get out so that I can go to the restroom and she was like okay the second that I put my foot over the seat to like jump down, the two girls that were sitting to the left shrieked <laughs> so fucking loud. Nothing was happening in the movie, but I scared the hell out of these. Oh, because they were on edge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I felt so bad because I obviously didn't mean to scare them. My thought was just it's easier for me not to get in front of these people. So I'll just jump the seats. And so when I got back from the bathroom, my mom was still cracking up. I was like, mom, stop. I was so embarrassed oh, no. <laughs> that I scared them. Oh, it wasn't my intention, but it was the funniest thing to this day. Yeah, that does sound <laughs> hilarious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, they yelled so loud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> That's enough tangents for one day. <laughs> the next day Ross and the gang are hanging out and Ross is opening letters from different zoos to see if Marcel got accepted to any of them and he hasn't uh, Marcel then humps a chair at this point Joey walks in and tells Chandler that there already is a Joseph Stalin and that he was an evil dictator who slaughtered a bunch of people he then asks Phoebe what she thinks his stage name <laughs> should be and she responds Lame boy. Lame boy. <laughs> Joey is not amused. We are later taken to the cafe where Ross is talking to someone about their zoo. Uh, This man's description of it sounds more like a circus. Um, And then just then Chandler and Joey storm in announcing that Marcel was accepted accepted into the San Diego Zoo. Hey, Uh, what is your favorite thing about our beautiful city? Oh, man. So many things. Honestly, though, the zoo is pretty fucking legit. (laughs) I used to have a zoo membership. And I would use it all the time so that I could go and literally just walk around the zoo. And it was super cool because I do like a lot of the enclosures that we have at the zoo. Our weather is almost always super nice where you can just go and just be outside and not be worried about being cold or extremely hot. A couple of times it does get Mm -hmm. really hot, but not too crazy. And it was like hiking, but with animals and the zoo pass wasn't even that expensive. And they, then I got to do my next favorite thing about San Diego, which is go to Balboa Park since they're so close together. And they have mm-hmm. some of my favorite restaurants in there. Like, I love Panama 66. I used to go to that place all the time. They have really good alcohol and drinks. And, you know, if you're <laughs> in Balboa Park, it's fucking awesome. And I'd say the third thing that I like is that you can be at the beach at any given time if you want to be at the beach within minutes 
Uh, even if you're like That's super true. east, you can still manage to get there in like a half hour. Um, and actually, when I lived, I used to live in PB, Pacific Beach, for those that aren't locals. And I didn't, I don't like the PB culture, <laughs> per se, but I did like that I would be able to be at the beach literally within minutes. I never really walked there because I didn't live on like the main strip. Like I didn't live right by the beach, but I could be there so fast and I could just watch the sunset and the ocean. And it's just something that I sometimes take for granted, like living here. And because I do love the ocean so much that sometimes I'm like, man, I haven't gone to the beach in like forever. Why the fuck not? It's right there. But when I lived in PB, I used to take advantage of it. I also like the person that I was living with at the time also really liked the beach. So it kind of helped that we both wanted to go to there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, love the ocean. Love being able to, I back in when I wasn't as afraid as I am now of the ocean, um, just swimming in the ocean. <laughs> I've gone snorkeling at La Jolla Cove. That was super fun too. No, uh, yeah, she didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I dig. Those are my three favorite, like the zoo, blah blah park, and just the beach. Fucking love it. But I'm gonna add one more. I'm gonna cheat. It's just the food. We have so much good food here, like from so many different Hell cultures. Yeah. Holy shit! But before I go on on many tangents, what is your favorite thing or your favorite things about <laughs> our beautiful city, San Diego? Honestly, my favorite thing about this city is Bubble yeah. Park. I fucking love just going and walking around, taking the kids. There was a time where they were super into Pokemon Go. Aww. And so I would take them. But I like, like, I would pay for the museums yeah. and take them. But at Christmas time, they do Christmas at the Prado. And so all of the museums are free. And yes, they're crowded. And yes, there's a ton of people. And sometimes you have to wait to get in. But if you get there at the right time, you don't have to wait. And you get to go through the entire museum at no charge. And the parts that are closed off, because they do obviously close off some parts because, you know, they're more special than others. It doesn't even matter that you miss those because you still get to see the rest of the fucking museum. My favorite museum down there is the Museum of Man. Oh, it I has always it. been my favorite. I fucking love, again, obsessed with Egypt. <laughs> so I like seeing the mummies, but I do like taking my kids down there. And then I've gone to the, um, oh my God, what is it called? That stage that they have. Oh, the theater? The oh, organ, the organ. The organ yeah, pavilion? Yeah. Yes. I love going there and just, just sitting there. Being on the stage yeah. and singing to myself. I don't need an audience. I just sing to myself. I've, I've gotten on that stage and just sang late at night when there's few people so that nobody fucking sees me because I do get embarrassed. But that's like the one time where I think to myself, nobody is going to fucking see me again. Yeah. What are the chances that I'm going to come again next week and these same people are going to be here? I doubt it. So I love the Oregon Pavilion. I love that entire fucking park. It's, it's beautiful. amazing. Um, if you visit you San Diego, go to Bubble Park. Okay, something yes. else that I forgot about Bubble Park is I'm super bummed out about this because ever since I moved to San Diego, I make it like a point to go and it's a tradition. And now I'm going to have to go because I'm almost out of time. The Japanese Friendship Garden where they have the cherry blossom mm -hmm. trees. Oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. And that's such a like a zen place for me. I have taken so many life decisions <laughs> at that garden. Like I've gone with my friends and and just yeah, just talked about life and just experienced life. Um one second because this cat is about to open the door somehow. So I'm just going to open it because he's <laughs> tapping on the doorknob like crazy. Okay, get out. Okay. Leave. Anyway, 
the Japanese friendship garden. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite things. I think they did a couple tea tastings there once, and that's just pun intended my cup of tea. I fucking love tea. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of fun. I was supposed to take pictures because my niece is a photographer. And last year for my 30th, she was going to cross the border because um, she lives in Mexico. She lives in Rosarito. Uh, so she could take pictures of me at the Japanese Friendship Garden because, well, A, that place is really beautiful. But B, it, it means so much to me. And it really would have been like a coming of age at the place that has seen me throughout many phases of my life. But because of <laughs> COVID, um, they closed the border. Uh, so she could not come and take pictures of me there. But one day, one day we're going to do it. But I didn't get to go last year because of COVID. So hopefully I can go this year. Pretty sure it's open. I'm pretty sure a lot of things are yeah, open now. But One of the other things that I like about living here is my San Diego Padres. Um, I love going to the ball games. I fucking loved going to the football games when the Chargers were here. I'm so sad that they left. I'm still a fucking Charger <laughs> fan. Don't get it twisted. However, comma, uh, I miss the tailgating and just spending time with friends and family that would go with me to the games. And then I love all the breweries that we have here because I am a fucking beer lover. So all the fucking breweries that we have all throughout San Diego, Chula Vista, Oceanside, Escondido. There's so many everywhere. Uh, over by your house, <laughs> there's a couple yep. breweries. So yeah, those are my top three. Is the my Padres, my Bubble Park, and my breweries. Woo woo! Shout out. San yeah, Diego. actually, I do agree with you on the breweries. They do have some really amazing breweries. Oh, and I super agree with you on the food. Uh, we the have amazing food. food. Man, so fucking good. good. I think for San Diego too. Like, the location is good if you... Because everything... Like, nothing is far away. If you want to go to the beach, obviously, it's available. If you want to go to the desert, Joshua Tree is not that far. If you want to go see the snow, um, Big Bear, the, the mountains, mountains are, are right, right there. there. Actually, yep. I think for a while, um, TikTok had, like, a Southern California challenge where you would go to all three of those, like, uh, of the environment. So you would go to the desert, to the snow, and to the beach just to see how, like, diverse our biome is. So you would see people get up really early in the morning and maybe start with going to the snow, and then they would go to Joshua Tree or whatever desert, and then they would hit up um, the beach at the end. And I thought that that was kind of a cool challenge. I uh, suggested it to one of my friends, and he said, no, thank you, that sounds like a lot of driving. And I said, yeah, that's pretty fair you should have told me i would have done it i like uh, damn it is there still snow somewhere i don't have to talk <laughs> you really don't you know uh side note <laughs> i've been wanting to make a tiktok with you <laughs> just to show everyone who you are anyway not like i mean all 20 of my followers on tiktok not like i'm tiktok famous or anything but uh, uh, yeah many tangents but in conclusion san diego is really awesome if you do come here Definitely hit up Balboa Park and then also try some of the amazing food at the end. I super forgot Old Town. Oh I my love god, Old Town. Old Town. How did I forget? Shit. Old Town, y'all. Yes, y'all Old, Old Town is too. super, super <laughs> awesome. Especially if you come and Barrio Logan too uh, for like Day of the Dead. Oh, I love Barrio Logan for yes. Day of the Dead. <sighs> Man, I hope we get to do that this year. Yeah, because last year we no. didn't, and that sucked because it's my favorite fucking yeah, holiday, second same. to mine and my kids' birthdays. Mm. Oh, man, damn it, pandemic. 
but now as they say moving on or as we say so later on we see that rachel is up and cleaning the apartment just then a super drunk monica walks in through the door rachel scolds her for being out all night and not letting her know where she was because she was worried she also scolds her for being drunk and monica then sticks her face under the faucet and takes a drink out of the water straight from the faucet stating that water rules uh, which side note it does (laughs) rachel tells her that she's getting a little out of hand and she's not being herself she tells monica that her work called looking for her and scolds monica again about how she's not about how she's going to lose her job monica fights back and states that she is being herself she says that she doesn't just have to be this neat and organized person that when she's with fake monica she is so much more she's monana (laughs) right then (laughs) the phone rings and it's a credit card company stating that they caught fake monica and she is now in jail which also side note i don't think that they would call you to let you know (laughs) but again (laughs) it's a show so we both know that you like to get boozy and i like to hydrate it wasn't always like that but you know life happens (laughs) but what is your favorite alcoholic drink and your favorite brand of water just to spice things up so my favorite alcoholic drink is beer, specifically Modelo. If I'm feeling fancy, I will have a fat tire. But mixed drinks, um, I'll do whiskey and Coke. That is my go-to. And as far as my favorite brand of water, I like, <laughs> I'm super bougie and I like bougie. <laughs> that, that is good water. <laughs> or, um, oh my God, why can't I think of the name of it? It's a, the pretty clear blue Smart? bottle. No, ew. Um, I want to say a vino, but that's not it. Huh. <laughs> what is it? I can't think. When it comes to me, I'll say it. But what's your favorite alcoholic um, drink? So type of alcohol would have to be wine. Um, and like the specific wine, Syrah. Uh, specifically, there's, there's this one that's like really sweet that they sell at Sprouts. It's called Jam Jar. And one time, this has nothing to do with this, but I ordered it at a restaurant that had it because I was so surprised that they even had it at this restaurant. But I ordered it by saying jar jar instead of jam jar. (laughs) Um, And then I also like Argentinian Malbec. I really like red wine. It does betray me. I have had some gnarly hangovers with wine. Um, Mixed drinks. I started watching Sex in the City and then I became enamored with Cosmopolitans. I just think that they're so (laughs) tasty and dainty and feminine. (laughs) Evian. Evian Evian is the water. Anyway, this this bitch straight up Googled it if you couldn't hear her typing. Um, and uh and also whiskey i used to just drink straight whiskey i don't like mixed whiskey i used to like mixed whiskey like whiskey and coke but i no longer like that after i had a really really one of those really really terrible life-changing hangovers where you almost think you're gonna die Um, and so after that i i didn't drink that but yeah um, and my favorite water, uh, definitely Ev- Evian is up there, but my favorite, favorite water, it's called Mountain Valley. It's in a glass green bottle. I am so ridiculous that when I'm having a really bad day or I feel like I deserve something because I had some kind of accomplishment, Survived. something, um, <laughs> I buy myself a six pack of those from whole foods or sprouts um and another thing about water that i will say is that i know some people think water is just water it is absolutely not like hell no the best water i have tasted i guess this would be my favorite if i had access to it is icelandic water 
I do not know what the fuck it is about that water. I can taste how clean it is, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, their tap water is just fucking fantastic. Like, when I was in the airport at Iceland, I was just drinking so much water. Like, I peed so much on that plane because I just was like, I need to hydrate like a goddess um, before I leave Iceland. <laughs> um, <laughs> but back to water just okay I can't I will die on this hill Arrowhead and the Sani are the oh. worst fucking water ever and <laughs> I I've been trying to explain to people how I feel about Arrowhead and I was I was never able to put it into words until someone once at one of my like old jobs they were passing by my desk and she was telling me how much she hated arrowhead and she told me i had arrowhead because you know what it tastes like to me it tastes like a bunch of different people with different living styles spit into Ew. this water bottle <laughs> and then i drank it and then i was like oh my god yeah because it tastes almost thick i don't i don't even know how to explain i fucking hate arrowhead it tastes yeah like it dirt. just tastes it so tastes gross like a lot of people say it tastes like toilet water oh my god ew I... why would you know how toilet water <laughs> that's, tastes that's them <laughs> i would <laughs> like like to share that i i would i talked so much shit about arrowhead and about um how much i liked like because at that time i was drinking a lot of fiji and smart water and it's because if i don't if i don't choose the type of water that i drink i will just not drink water because i'm already a person that i like to hydrate but i don't like the taste of water i'm very particular about the water that i drink and because of that i've gone dehydrated for most of my life until recently that i realized <laughs> oh no it's not that i don't like drinking water it's that i don't like drinking that water <laughs> but <Yep. laughs> um at my work i used to talk so much shit that they set up a blind taste test and it was like I want to say six of us that participated in it we got like little plastic to this day I will also die on this hill we had I think paper cups and I think that affected the taste of the water uh, it does. but I still the worst water that like the one that I rated the lowest Jasmine it made me gag and I felt so embarrassed about how particular <laughs> my body was um it was tap water oh. it was the tap water made oh, me yeah. gag so bad and I also think it had to do with the area of San Diego that we were in. Oh. Um, so the, yeah, the tap water in the Kearney Mesa area, you can suck my dick. It's so gross. <laughs> um, and then after that, it was, I think, Dasani and then Arrowhead. And then I pretty much rated like Smart Fiji and um, what was the other one? I think it might have been Voss. or maybe Evian. But I, I know all of the like more known ones were almost the same but i think fiji was the lowest one of the expensive ones and at that time they hadn't they didn't bring in my favorite water that i can buy a spr at sprouts that i buy to celebrate my accomplishments so that wasn't there <laughs> but everyone was so surprised and and the only reason i did it too is because there's this one guy who is my friend i love him okay but he's wrong because he loves arrowhead <laughs> like <laughs> i understand tolerating it but loving it sir who hurt you? <laughs> but yes, in conclusion, not all water is the same. Hell no. And tap water is the thing of the 90s. I cannot. After the 90s, if you drink tap water, stop. Stop. Just buy water. Buy a filter. Do something other yeah, than Yeah, and tap. I... And trust Please. me, I get that, like, buying water is such a, like, a luxury that we have. Like, there's countries that don't even have clean running water that they can drink. Like Mexico. I used That's to live there. true. Now I feel bad. But But if you <laughs> just buy yourself a filter, like, if you can do that, make that shit taste better and probably be better for you. 
I'm not going to claim that I know like how much benefit it does to actually filter out your water because I don't. But for sure, the taste does get better, even if you just use a Brita filter for me. And then it has to be cold if I'm going to drink tap water. Otherwise, I won't drink it. But yes, I know <laughs> this this conversation is super privileged. I've, I've had this conversation with other friends and they're like, well, you don't need to buy water. And I'm like, I understand that. But I live where I live and I know that I wouldn't drink water. <laughs> If I didn't have the option to buy the water that I like. That's just the person I've always been. I don't... Drinking water is not like a thing that I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'll drink any water. I love hydration. I mean, I do love hydration, but I I like to also not gag while I'm drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't like water. I think water has a flavor and I dislike it. However, we started buying filtered water Mm -hmm. like garrafones. We take our... I don't know what they're called. Water jugs? We take our water jugs and fill them at like the 25 cent machine or whatever. Um, And that filtered water is fine. It's not like I buy bougie-ass water all the time. I don't. I buy my gallon, my five gallons of like, you know, at $1.25 or whatever, $1.50, depending on where you go get your water. But look, that's the water that I drink daily. If I buy water, it's because we're on a road trip or, you know, yeah, I don't have access to my five-gallon water thingy. Yeah, and I I agree with that, with you on that. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, when I have something to celebrate, I buy myself a six-pack of that really good water that I like. But ordinarily, like, I just buy a gallon of spring water from the grocery store. Like, and and just make sure that I like the brand or um, because I do have a lot of gallons, uh, like the the jugs, because I do buy water, I go and I fill them up at like, you know, outside of the grocery store, how they, you put like the 30 cents in or however much to buy the water. Yeah, that's where I get my water. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that I have a fridge that's stocked full of like Avion or Fiji or Voss. I don't. But what I am saying is that there is definitely a difference in waters and I just can't, I can't deal with tap water and it's probably also it is definitely the taste i have tasted some good tap water don't get me wrong but or less worse rather but i think it's also because (laughs) i did grow up in mexico and drinking tap water was such a no you don't you don't do that like at all uh like i've gotten sick from it forgetting and doing it in mexico after i go visit and that i it's just kind of icky for me to even drink tap water it just i almost feel like my mom's gonna yell at me even though my mom's not even here (laughs) When I was growing up at my grandma's, we lived in uh, Southeast San Diego. We lived a a block away from Lincoln High School. And we used to, like, during the summers, be outside with the manguera. And we would just drink from the hose. And it tasted amazing (laughs) when I was a kid. But I wouldn't do that now. And I don't think I would let my kids drink from the um, hose. I never got that experience. And I always hear people talking about it because, I mean, I grew up in Mexico. So there's no way in hell that we were going to do that over there. But, <laughs> I mean, I got here when I was like 11. I feel like I should have had that at some point. But I... Oh, you were out of the age of oh, drinking from the faucet. Damn it. I missed, I missed it. <laughs> but I don't even know if I would have because, I mean, you know me. I'm super anxious about everything and I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe um (laughs) definitely when I was younger it wasn't that bad but I don't know if I would have been down to just drink from the host maybe I don't know the hose water brings back hella memories for me but anyways uh, moving on (laughs) Monica then goes to the prison to see fake Monica whose real name we never find out uh, and she assures her that she did not turn her in 
but that it was her credit card that she stole. Monica is upset that they took her friend away from her and asks um, who's going to do all these fun things with her. Fake Monica then tells Monica that she had to pee in front of 25 other women. So Monica shouldn't be worried about the little things. Fake Monica tells her that um, Monica will just end up going back to her normal life and Monica doesn't seem like she wants to. In the next clip, we see Monica show up for the tap class because she doesn't want to be old Monica. Have you ever been in a situation where you know you changed and you don't want to go back to your old self? Yes, definitely. And it was a really, really big change. So I was Mormon. So I was part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think that's the official name, but the nickname outside of the church is Mormon. And I was Mormon from when I was a teenager up until I want to say I finally let go of the belief system altogether when I was 23. And that was a huge change. I mean, being Mormon is uh, is extremely conservative. I mean, there's no alcohol involved, obviously no premarital sex or sex outside of marriage. There isn't any caffeine. Um, I know some people are, they, they play with, with those rules. Like some of them might be having coffee or tea that has caffeine on the side but i think officially you're not supposed to you have to dress super modestly and just all around like the thought is just it's just a very conservative world and when i left the church i wanted to learn more about the world um, because a lot of the time when you're in a religion or like a religious organization like that that is so strict one of the things that they tell you to avoid and things that they actively work on you is to avoid worldly views um, and they do this by a variety of different things uh, they discourage you having friends that are outside of the church uh, definitely dating outside of the church is something that they don't want you to do the culture is very much centered about getting married uh, really young uh, and I do think that also plays a part in you staying within the organization even when I was in high school they had a lot of high school dances that were almost at the same time if not on the same day as your high school dance so that you would have to choose which one you want to go to. Um, and <laughs> obviously they encourage you to go to the one at the church. So that you'd be with your group of people. With yes. your own kind. So when I left the church, it was a complete dismantling of my personality. I had no idea how to act. And I still carried a lot of guilt. And then I, I got to experience things just life, you know, outside of the church. And, and not that I was doing any evil things or anything. Yeah, I was drinking. Um, uh -huh, I know, little whore. such a whore. <laughs> I actually didn't. I had such a time. I had such a hard time hoeing around. Eventually, you know, <laughs> a little bit in my mid-20s. But it was... I, I remember a day where I realized that I wasn't the same person that I was even six months ago. And I even think I had that conversation with your husband. And I was like, man, I'm mm -hmm. such a different person, but I don't want to be the person that I used to be. I was so miserable in that life. And I don't want to judge anybody that is part of that church um, specifically. If that is that what you believe with all your heart, by all means, as long as you're not hurting anybody, go off. But that was not that was not the thing that I wanted to do with my life. And it was really sad because I, while I did have, I was, I was bad and I did have a lot of friends outside of the church. The majority of my people were inside the church and those were people that no longer spoke to me. 
because one, I was getting divorced and two, I left the church. Those are two really frowned upon things in, in that church, at least at the time when I was in it. And so I, not only was I experiencing this difference in personality within me, but I couldn't even share that with anybody else. Like I shared it with your husband, but ba back then we weren't like best, best friends yet. So it's not something that mm -hmm. I got to experience like that change. And it was a really lonely time. But even if it was lonely, I could tell that the change that I was going through was going to take me to my authentic self. So, yes, that is a time where I realized, shit, I'm changing. But let's keep going because I don't think I want to go back. <laughs> but when it has been a time that you realize that you're changing and you don't want to go back to your old self? After every fucking relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think that at least for myself, I won't speak for anybody else. I personally changed myself to fit into these molds that my partner had for me. Uh, as far as expectations of what a partner should be and how I should, oh God, what's the word? How I should carry myself and how I should act around his friends and how I should act when he's not around and all these other, you know, situations where I was basically being told this is okay and this is not okay. So don't do it. When I got divorced, I had isolated myself from everybody. So it was really like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to do that ever again. My family comes first. So moving forward, if my family calls me because they need something, if they need a ride, if they need money, if they need a place to stay, if they need just my attention, I will fucking be there. No questions asked. Never fucking isolating myself from my family again. After I left my relationship that I was in previous to this one, it was almost the same thing. But it was more, don't drink so much, don't go out so much, you can't stay out late, you have to be home at a decent time, your friends can't be quote-unquote ho-ish because you can't act like that, and you know your friends have to be decent, and you have to be a, a lady, and I also had to be the moneymaker, and the homemaker, and a mom, and all these things that was like... It seemed unfair to me. Why do I have to be the one that goes to work and you're not cleaning the house, but also I have to clean the house and you're not going to make dinner, but also I'm going to make dinner and you're not going to watch the kids. And there were so many things that just, I felt were really unfair. So when I got out of that relationship, I promised myself like, Hey, fuck that. The next guy that comes along, first of all, is going to know that your family comes first. Second is going to know that you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do. You're not going to ask for permission. This is not a fucking, when you get into a relationship, you're not getting into a relationship with a fucking parent. So I don't believe in asking for permission, letting them know. Yeah. Hey babe, I'm going to go this weekend. We don't have plans, right? Not necessarily asking. I can go and him waiting for him touching to say base. yes, but just saying like, Hey, one, we're not going to get into a fight over this. And two, we don't have plans. So like I can go. Right. And it's always been, yeah, go ahead, do your thing, do what you got to do with my family. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I had a friend who got with this guy and she posted a photo and was like, hashtag my everything about this guy. And so my husband 
followed her on Instagram and was like, what is she talking about? My everything. She has kids. <laughs> and then I looked at him and I was like, babe, you're my everything. And then he looked at me and was like, no, I'm not. Your mom comes first. And I started cracking up because I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. But yes, my kids and my mom and my sisters all come before you. So then between he and I, it's a joke where when we post something sweet to each other, like a photo of us and like anniversaries or birthdays or whatever, it's hashtag quarters. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, you're not like my everything. You're like 25%. I'll give you 25% of me to say that that is all of you. So definitely. And I so much appreciate him and his understanding of my love for my family and my kids and the importance to me that they come first. I missed out on so many things in these past relationships that I was in with, I mean, literally, and I'm going to, you know, make myself look really bad here. But when my grandmother died, I got a call from one of my aunts and she said, Hey, you need to come. Like it's almost time. She's almost gone. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. And my boyfriend at the time was like, hey, it can wait. Like, it's not going to be in the next five minutes. Just wait. We're watching a movie. We're here with the kids. Spend time with us. Like, we are your family. And so I didn't go. So I didn't get to say goodbye to my grandmother. I got a call 10 minutes later that she had passed. And at that point, it was like, well, fuck. I may as well just wait till the fucking movie's over because I already missed my window to say goodbye to my grandmother. I was so furious with myself that I let him talk me into staying because my grandmother is my mom. She raised me like 50%. I can give to that lady and she was my fucking world. And when she died, it was the most devastating thing that had ever happened to me aside from losing my grandfather, who was also my parent, her husband. So you know, that moment was like, what the fuck? What did I do? Why did I even fucking listen to you? Now my grandma's gone and I didn't even get to say goodbye. Like that fucking sucks. And all because what? You wanted to watch a fucking movie? That's not important. My family's important. And so, yes, definitely I have changed in the limitations that I set for myself in my relationships. I refuse to set those limits when it comes to my family and my children because everybody else comes first because at the end of the day if things don't work out nobody else is going to be there for me yeah. but my family he's not going to be there for me my husband's going to fucking say peace <laughs> out bitch because we're going to be fucking done i doubt he will because i'm nice <laughs> but you know like it, things are going to be over so he's not going to be the one that i can depend on it's going to be my mom and my sisters and my kids and you know my aunts and cousins and whatever family So, yes, definitely I have changed. And hell no, I will never go back to who I used to be. Ever. Sorry, babe. You love me. You married me. You're (laughs) stuck with me. This is who I am. And thank you for loving me the way that I am. She obviously loves you uh, with the changes. (laughs) Uh, And actually, I think that's a really sweet quality about you. I Now I'm going to make myself sound like an asshole. Because when it comes to this, I I kind of am. I am really bad at setting boundaries. Uh, with my family and with my friends and not to say that my family pisses me off or surpasses those boundaries often most of them have never but certain family members 
like my mom, <laughs> uh, sometimes do things that make me uncomfortable. So I do avoid her uh, actively. And I don't really have, like, I'm really close to a lot of my cousins, but I don't, wouldn't say that I have a really close relationship with, like, a parental figure. And so sometimes if somebody tries to parent me, that's not a parent of mine and that I don't see, like, a parental figure, instead of saying, hey, I don't <laughs> like that or let's talk about it, I just avoid that person. <laughs> <laughs> and I and and it's also part of my my personality still even now that I am a very socially anxious person and my family is very outgoing. So sometimes they may not understand like yeah, I literally cannot go to this event. I will have a whole ass panic attack just because there's more than 20 people in this room. Thanks. Like and so that is something that I wish that I could change about myself. I know we're talking about times where you feel like you already changed but that is something that I wish that I could change because I do envy um, people like you where you do feel at home and comfortable and like you could always just be with your family no matter what absolutely I love my family and there are some family members that I do feel really really connected to but because of my own doing I kind of felt that or I'm lacking that like community feeling within my family but uh, I'm working on it. I know that time is not a given, so I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but what you're talking about, like I realized that I also kind of catered to people that I was dating, um, like their personality or their expectations of someone who they were dating, even though that person wasn't me. But a, I don't think that it was ever appreciated, <laughs> and I would never do that again either. <laughs> like I, I fully do think that if someone's gonna love you they're gonna love you as you are and they're gonna obviously being in a relationship is a compromise always you have to compromise about something um but if you are with the right person it's not even gonna be that big of a deal and i agree with everything that you said and i'm really sorry that you had to go through that with that <laughs> dude he sounds like a loser and that's putting it nicely i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on to different topics, uh, sillier topics, if you will. <laughs> In the last scene, <laughs> everyone is saying goodbye to Marcel. Phoebe wrote him a poem. Rachel gave him her Curious George doll, you know, for the plane, something to do. <laughs> and Joey tells him <laughs> he's hungry. <laughs> That's how he says goodbye. <laughs> Ross tries to have a moment with Marcel and ends up just letting him go. After Marcel starts to hump his leg, <laughs> he seems... So sad about the fact that this was their goodbye. At the very end of the show, we see that Joey is in an audition. And the casting director asks for his stage name. And Joey states that his name is Holden McGroin. <laughs> and that's how it ends. So, Holden McGroin, what would be your funny name? Princess Consuela <laughs> Banana Hammock. <laughs> that's a good one. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, but I did pull up on Pinterest this name generator situation <laughs> so let me grab a pen because i'm gonna need it because i'm gonna forget <laughs> she's about to do it live so the third letter of your first name so mine would be e i always use my first name uh so my name would be crusty <laughs> the second letter of your surname what's my surname yeah, what's that your, my last name? your maiden name i think <laughs> Uh, toilet. <laughs> and then the 
fourth letter of your last name. Well, then what the fuck does that mean? Because I thought the starting name was last name. Is there any middle name then? What it, let's, I don't know. I, let's assume yes, and then it would be monkey. So crusty monkey, not toilet. <laughs> and the fourth letter of your last name, R-A-M-I, <laughs> is uh, lips. So my funny name would be crusty monkey lips. Oh my lips. God. And yours would be uh, third letter, you, <laughs> dorky. Oh my god, I love it already. <laughs> the second letter of your middle name N. is N, so Rhino. This is cute. It's cute. <laughs> and the fourth letter of your last name T Castro. Oh yeah, T. So your name is Dorky Rhino. Oh my god, <laughs> that's kind of cute. But what name would from you myself, pick for yourself? Without the generator, I'd be first name Connie, last name Lingus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you remember those like stripper name generators? That oh my god, yes. I just remember. I just. <laughs> used to spend hours just taking these quizzes online about like really <laughs> dumbass things oh my god okay mine mine would be Gina Gina Applebaum. Applebaum. <laughs> that's a good one i like it Gina and connie <laughs> oh my god this one was this so one was fun. really fun aside from the last question because that got yeah. a little too real i think but it's good to get real sometimes it was a lot of fun. though but there was a little bit of everything in this one. Water, San Diego, personality changes, <laughs> you know, like this is a shit. Fraud. fraud. <laughs> oh yeah, fraud. <laughs> but, uh, it was a good one. Oh my god. Okay. Well, thank you for yes, listening thank you for joining us. And, and stay hydrated me. with whatever kind of water you have access to and or like. And or yes, love. love. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.